Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Here we are on Monday, the very last day of August 2020. Tomorrow, Big J, marks September. A new month. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, time essentially has blurred together. It's equal parts surprising and shocking and not at all surprising that uh, the month of August is over. Because nothing seems straight anymore. I can't figure out what day of the week it is. I don't know where we are. And so it's all very strange. But it does seem to be as weird as it feels like maybe sometimes like during this whole thing that time has slowed to a crawl. It also is like, what? It's September tomorrow? What is happening? Yeah, it feels, well, you know, I mean, I've heard people say it a couple times ago. It's September, but it feels like the last, listen, since January, I think it's six months are we at six months since January? What? No, this is the we're heading into Four? month nine. What are you talking about? Uh, oh, okay. Well, it's felt like six years. Like six years has passed. It's been six months since January. Uh, yeah, no, uh, it's been six months, however, uh, since this whole thing began around here in Idaho. Anyway, everything kind of hit the fan right around St. Patrick's Day, and so uh, March is when things started to go sideways for us. But it is, uh, it is weird, and it's strange, and we're all still kind of making our way through the ether, trying to figure out what's on the other side, if there is another side to all this stuff. But uh, it, is, it is interesting. We'll get into the numbers for Idaho over the weekend. We'll talk about some shocking news in the world of pop culture that happened over the weekend. We'll get into a lot of stuff over the course of the show today. There is no doubt about that. Hopefully uh, you had fun on Saturday. I saw a bunch of pictures of people that went and I made out to the uh, to the drive-in to check out Metallica in yeah. Three Days Grace. So that's a good thing. That's what it's supposed to be all about. Didn't have a chance to partake myself. You? Nope. What did you do instead, Big J? I was in bed. Tired, probably, Big J? Probably, yeah. Probably by the time <laughs> the show started. Uh, yeah. It seemed like it started around 9 o'clock here. Were you in bed at 9 o'clock on Saturday? Um... Pretty close to it. Nice. Nice. So you got a lot of sleep this weekend, it sounds like. Yeah, I did. Caught up? Or were you yeah. already caught up? Except for last night. I mean, Sunday night, I, I just don't, I can't, you know, I woke up like probably half a dozen times last night, so. Little Big J tossing and turning? Yeah. Couldn't get comfy? I was very comfortable. Apparently not. Uh, we'll get into a whole bunch of stuff, including some important stuff here in a few, but we got some music to kick things off. The Foo Fighters here. It's my hero. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Numbers are in for the weekend around the state of Idaho as far as the coronavirus is concerned. Uh, 286 total cases added on Saturday, and then another 182 as well as eight probable cases yesterday. State total now sits at 31,867 for the entire run. But a pretty low number for the weekend, which makes everybody happy. But again, you know, it's one of those deals where weekend numbers are traditionally low. So yeah, we'll find out tomorrow. Work. Right. That's when uh, the Monday numbers kind of roll in, and we'll see what ends up happening. But as of now, we're still considered a hot spot, so there's that to consider and to remember as you go out. But fairly low yesterday and Saturday, which I suppose is good news. And right now, we'll take it when it comes to that stuff. Agree or disagree? Yep. Yeah. In the uh, NBA playoffs, we got a Game 7. Denver Nuggets and the Utah Jazz after Jamal Murray scored 50 points in Denver's 119-107 win over the Jazz yesterday that forced a Game 7. That should be good. 
By the way, uh, it's the second time he scored 50 points of the season. Only other NBA players with two 50-point seasons in the same postseason. Michael Jordan, Will Chamberlain, Allen Iverson. That's it. Wow. You can add Jamal Murray to that list. Clippers beat the Mavericks yesterday as well. L.A. moves on in that series, uh, eliminating the Mavericks four games to two. Celtics took game one of their series against the Toronto Raptors in the second round action in the NBA. Stars, Islanders, and Knights all winners on the ice yesterday. Each one of those teams respectfully leads their series three games to one as well. So they're moving right along in the Stanley Cup playoffs. And Big J, you were close. But not that close when it comes to the number one movie at the box office. Do you remember how much you said the number yeah, one movie? Yeah, I said take? nine million, but I don't remember specifically a particular movie. I just said in general. No, no, I know. But uh, seven million is what the number one movie at the box office ended up taking. Right. In. But what did the total box office do? Uh, About I, nine million dollars. Thank you very much. Well, the top three movies made nine. There you go. That's the box office. <laughs> oh, is it? Yeah. I bet you the number four movie would disagree with you. Either way, uh, The New Mutants ended up being the number one movie at the box office this weekend. $7 million. Uh, then Unhinged came in at number two. And then Bill and Ted faced the music at number three, making only $1.06 million at the box office. Although, on the side note to that, it leads pretty much every single list in the download category of VOD because it was released simultaneously. We don't have the actual total numbers yeah, for that. Count that. But. I'm guessing it probably made way more than $7 million. If it's 20 bucks a pop for that and it's leading every single download list, it's number one on every the single new chart. Uh, no, no, no. I'm talking about uh, Bill and Ted. I'm oh, thinking okay. it made more than $7 million total this weekend with all the VOD receipts once it comes in. So uh, either way, uh, not a lot of people going to the theater is what it boils down to. About 67% of U.S. movie theaters are open right now. Uh, and what's really happening is people are still opting not to go. Did you end up going to the movies no. at all? No, I didn't get a chance to. So uh, people are just not going yet. We'll see what ends up happening next weekend when uh, Tenant goes out in theaters. But they're not expecting a very big number for that either when it comes to the experts. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. Man Up Mondays on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Yep, and uh, Nick, timing is everything. And, you know, I guess older age, you, you learn lessons, and one of those is, uh, and I think the wife even on this, uh, you pay the extra charge for delivering setup. Yes. Be- because... Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. There's always more to it than you think. And so I got home Friday uh, uh, early afternoon. And as I got there, there's a big truck there and a couple gentlemen uh, with a bunch of boxes. And uh, one of them said to me, you got here just in time. And I walk in and boom, uh, new furniture. Just like you thought. Yeah, yeah. New uh, new couch and then a new dining room table. All set up. Didn't have to do a dang thing, Nick. I just watched the guys uh, break down all the boxes and uh, pile this stuff in and, and uh, leave. And I guess I'm going to tell you right now, as the wife explained to me, uh, of course, uh, her an expert at putting together IKEA furniture, Nick. Uh, she's done that many times as I watched her. Uh, put it together um, that uh, th- it would have taken us uh, hours if not days to put everything together uh, for this uh, this furniture and, and all the things that come with it when you have uh, stuff delivered to the home like that uh, and so very very thankful that yeah uh, that's why you pay people to do things because uh, that's just you know maybe 10 15 years ago I'd be foolish enough to try something that out on my own no I've learned lessons Nick it's good and how is it oh it's wonderful powered recliner Whoa, fancy pants. Yeah. 
I mean, we had people over yesterday. My in-laws came over for dinner, the kids. Uh, so it was nice because then you could have people in the house again. You can hang out in the living room. and I, I got to play Xbox. I hadn't done that in like three weeks. Played Xbox in the living room or yeah. just played Xbox? Period? In general. Look at you. How did it feel? Amazing. And were you reclined like when you were playing it? Yeah. There you go. It felt like home. So, uh, basically, uh, Man Up Monday, if, if you haven't learned anything here, uh, that, yeah, we don't try, and uh, we'd rather pay money to have other people do our work. Don't try, pay money is today's, <laughs> today's Man Up Monday lesson. Morning After with Nick and Big J on the way. Some important stuff. Today. On the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Well, we will see, Big J. Next month, at some point, it has been said in an email that the House will vote whether or not to decriminalize marijuana on the federal level, according to the email sent Friday by Majority Whip James Clyburn. Now, the Marijuana Opportunity Reinvestment and Expungement Act, or called MORE, would remove marijuana from the federal list of controlled substances as well as expunge federal marijuana convictions and allocate resources for communities affected by the war on drugs. Now, the MORE Act would leave the regulation of marijuana up to the states, which is pretty much leaves us still hopeless here in Idaho. But Permanently, it's uh, never going to change. 11 states and Washington, D.C. have already legalized marijuana for recreational use. Basically what this does is it stops federal raids from happening, which can still happen. And has been happening, in case you're curious. Uh, in the states where it is still considered illegal. What yeah, yeah well, I was going to say, I mean, I would imagine that most of the states where it's legalized, I'll, you could probably, wouldn't you be able to count on those votes? You would think. Well, here's the deal, Jay. Don't forget that the House, the Senate, and then then it being signed into law takes several steps. Yes. So they expect it to breeze through the House pretty easily. Where it's going to become an issue is the Republican-led Senate, which is not for the decriminalization of marijuana. And so that's where you're going to find the hurdles. And if it does, then it still has to be signed by Trump. And so that's how a law happens. So there's a lot of steps. There's a lot of people that don't believe it's going to get to that point. It'll probably get shut down in the Senate. But we'll see what ends up happening. Uh, Of course, you know, by the time, here's the deal. Things could happen by November, you understand? And so there are some changes that could be made that could cause this to be pushed through. Or there's some blocks that could be put in the way come November. September is when the vote's happening in the House. They expect it to breeze through. Then when it goes to Senate is in a couple of months. It could be by December, January, something like that. So things could be different. And where you stand on this particular issue could be a huge voting decision for you. I don't know. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just saying, here's what's happening. Yeah. And it's a step at least in the right direction. Now, whether or not it gets through is a whole other issue altogether. But there's that. It's something that I don't think I ever thought I saw, the federal decriminalization. But we'll see if it actually does happen. Sport-wise, Jamal Murray's having himself a moment. He ended up uh, scoring 50 points in the Denver Nuggets. Huge victory over the Utah Jazz yesterday, forcing a Game 7 in their first-round playoff series and also became the uh, the second person ever to put together two 50-point seasons or games in the same postseason, which is pretty impressive. 
So the Clippers won yesterday too. They knocked the Mavericks out of the playoffs. They're, uh, they won 4-2 in their first round series. And then we had one uh, second round uh, series between the Celtics and the Raptors. Uh, Raptors could hit the broadside of a barn, so the Celtics won that one pretty easily. They're up one to nothing in that series. Stars, Islanders, and Knights, all winners on the ice yesterday and all need their series three games to one in the Stanley Cup final. Every once in a while, you get a piece of pop culture news and it hits you and you're like, no, that that's there's just no way. And that happened on Friday when I got the text message that uh, Chadwick Bosman, the uh, star of Black Panther, had passed away. You're like, what? Yeah. And then you start looking into it, and it's just it's it's a harrowing story, and it's incredibly sad and just uh, a bummer, man. But passed away from colon cancer, 43 years old, Big J. Your age? It's nuts. All right. No, I'm I'm older. He uh, he died. How's that? I'm 44. Congratulations. He died surrounded by his family after a four-year battle with colon cancer that managed to keep private, despite starring in and promoting multiple acclaimed films and undergoing surgeries and chemotherapy, according to his team. Uh, they met, let the, uh, the the passing of Chadwick kind of go off on social media, and the stories that are coming out about, you know, uh, Ryan Coogler and the Russo brothers and Spike Lee, all the people that worked with him had no idea he was battling uh, this this disease while he was, you know, putting on muscle and building up his body for these incredibly demanding Crazy. roles. Crazy. And then losing all that weight for other roles as well. And, I mean, it's just the stuff that was happening with, with his body that he was going through is just nuts. And, of course, Black Panther went on to make a ridiculous amount of money at the box office. He was incredibly proud of that role and incredibly proud of the work that he did as well. He should be. And he did a great job in his other movies as well. I mean, he played some iconic figures. Jackie Robinson in 42, Thurgood Marshall in Marshall. He played James Brown in Get On Up as well. And has another movie that was supposed to be dropped on Netflix uh, this week. For people to check out called Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, but they decided to postpone that in honor of his passing. So when that's going to happen, I don't know. But it's uh, it's rough, man. And where they go from here, who knows? Um, yeah, obviously, Black Panther 2 had been announced. I'm not anticipating that they had anything done. I don't even think they had a script finished. And we were talking about this this weekend. But, I, I mean, I can't imagine they have anything they can with them either because they didn't know what was happening. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and I've seen some people saying, hey, we don't want anybody else to play Black Panther. So then what do you do? Right. Well, you know, the, the rumors were, of course, that his sister were going to take over the reins at some point in the, in the storyline, as she has in the comics. And so maybe that's how you can have that happen. But, I mean, it's just it's sad. Yeah, yes. that, that's beyond. I mean, who cares about that? Of course, ultimately, of it's course. Uh, the courage and in, in, in the way that he handled that business and trying to help everybody around him while he's going through that. It's I just it's unbelievable. In a world where there is no secrets, the fact that he was able to keep this shielded from going public, not only that, but also from the people that he worked with in, in today's day and age, is a minor miracle. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And a credit to the man himself that he just wanted to fight this battle and those who he wanted. To to know knew and those who he didn't didn't and to his credit four solid years uh, of fighting that battle so rest in peace to uh, to Chadwick Bosman for sure he will certainly be missed I'm going to hell and you know it the morning after with Nick and Big J on 100.3 the X rocks every moment that passes Big J bleep just gets weirder and weirder and weirder yeah 
Can't argue with that. Now, I, I will say this. I, I have to take this story with a grain of salt, so forgive me if, like, in a week or two it comes out that maybe the, the person that the story is about isn't being as truthful as they want them to be or as real as they want them to be because I always have a hard time when people complain about things like, I can't do things the way I want to do things, and then the story is all about because they're certifiably insane. You know what I mean? Like, right. why won't why will people do things with me? I'm crazy. And so the story it comes out of West Virginia, and it's all about a 28-year-old named Damian Turner. And I believe, at least I hope, Big J, I am going to introduce you to a world called the ABDL lifestyle. Are you familiar at all with the anagram? No, no. ABDL? A-B-D-L. And it stands for Adult Baby Diaper Lovers. Oh, not, no, no, not these guys again. And Damien Turner, who again is 28 years old, for the last 10 years has been an outspoken member of this community, right? Meaning, basically, uh, here's a man that for the last at least 10 years uh, wears diapers on the daily. Every single day, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Okay? I gotcha. Damien's upset. Not upset because he has a raging diaper rash or something that you would think a grown man that wears diapers all day would have. There was a there was a run on baby diaper stuff for the pandemic. Yeah, he probably get his hands on it. Tough to find diapers in his size. No, no, no. Damien's pissed because he can't find a job. Uh, and he is taken to the internet to help with his cause. He says that he has been a member of the ABDL community. Uh, and has felt welcome in that community for the last 10 years, and he feels comfortable and happy being outspoken about it. But he says, quote, employment is hard. I'm constantly in and out of jobs. Sometimes employers find my pictures online and just can't put up with the fact that I'm wearing a diaper and acting childish in the workplace. See, that's the thing, Big J. There you go. You hit the nail on the head. He also does baby things, and sometimes he does admit that that spills over into the workplace, and he got fired from his last job for, quote, acting childish. But he says that dressing and acting like a baby makes him feel very calm, very relaxed, and very safe. And it helps him not worry about the things going on in the world. And listen... I'm not here to judge. Whatever makes you happy makes you happy. You should judge sometimes. (laughs) Whatever you want to do in the comfort of your own home is fine by me, man. It's none of my damn business. It's when that kind of spills over into the grocery store and you're like, you know, you're just trying to check out and you start acting like a baby and you're like, what's happening? I just want to get my Doritos and go home. What is going on here? Uh, yeah, and it, does he drink his coffee from a sippy cup? I don't know. I don't know if he just goes to the bathroom when he's at work in his diaper. I mean, he has to, right? If that's the thing, you just do it, don't you? Like a baby would. Yeah. And so that's an issue as well. Oh, man. And listen, and like I said, he's not shy about it. I mean, he has pictures of himself in diapers all over the place. Who is changing them? I don't know, man. Does he have somebody who changes him? I don't know. I don't know. I want to know. I guess you could ask him if you wanted to. No, because then he'll think I'm interested in doing that. 
Uh, and, and listen, and, and part of it is, you know, he sometimes he'll just walk around in a diaper on the streets. And he says, listen, his family's very supportive, but he's lost some childhood friends. He's got some few good friends that he this, that have decided to part ways with him, and he has to deal a lot with cyberbullying and stares on the streets. And he says that people make fun of him a lot for it, and I get that. I do. It's got to be tough. I mean, if that's the way you want to live your life, I'm sure he's taking crap uh, from all sides about it. But you also can't be upset that you can't hold down a job if you're going to the bathroom in your pants at work. Do you know what I mean? Like, I mean and gaga gooing your, uh, all your fellow employees all the time. There's a, there's a line there that you have to realize has been drawn. And you can't be upset about it if somebody's going, listen, man, you can't be crapping your pants on the work floor. Listen, 20 years from now, society will be ready for you and your people. <laughs> I mean, listen, again, do whatever you want to do. It's just you can't be, you can't complain about it and then do stuff like that. There seems to be at least a little bit of issue to be taken with some of that stuff. But uh, if you're hiring, Big J, Damien's looking for a gig, just in case you're curious. Maybe something that will be a little bit of a judge-free environment. He'd be looking for that. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. It is the x Rocks. Soundgarden and Outshine here on the morning after with Nick and Big J on 100.3, the x Rocks. Big J, you're a fan of Elon Musk. Can yeah, I interest sure. you in a brain chip? Put a brain chip in my old brain. From a fancy Elon Musk company called Neuralink. Would you like one? I mean, what does it do? Well, here's the deal. Does it track my every position and report to the government, Nick? Y- yeah, I mean, eventually, I'm sure it will. No, I don't want to be a ba-sheep. Uh, because on Friday night, they did a brain chip implant live stream. Uh, the idea behind it originally is, of course, to help out people that are paralyzed, which is a very good thing. They want to help them operate technology like robotic limbs and maybe smartphones with their thoughts as opposed to actually having to use your limbs. So if your brain is still active but your body is not functioning, this is a great way for you to do those things. So obviously, uh, the finish line is a fantastic thing that would help out a lot of people with disabilities, which I mean, is great. the advancement and I mean, the things that that could do is incredible. He said it could also help fight conditions like memory loss and blindness. And the live stream event was uh, demonstrated uh, with a pig that they put the chip implant in named Gertrude. And it involved displaying real-time neural signals from the animal through a chip implanted in its brain. Now, listen, that's what it says it showed. But, I mean, it's just a bunch of waves moving while a pig's on camera. Really, I mean, they could be playing a music in the background. I wouldn't know the difference if it was a pig's brain waves or not, you know? I don't think you're supposed to know. (laughs) I'm just saying, a bunch of waves moving while a pig is on camera is cool to, I guess, look at, but you have to kind of believe the science in order to uh, look at the video and go, that's what's happening. But ideally, Elon says he would like Neuralink to be, quote, a Fitbit in your skull. You see? So keeping track of data, understanding how many steps you're taking, trying to figure out what the next move, anticipating feeling what's going on and being a part of that and registering that Terminators. data and sending it to I don't know what probably to Elon Musk for whatever he can do I'm not sure but he said that they're making very good progress towards clinical studies and it's a breakthrough device and they will surpass any FDA guidelines that are put in for safety they do want to make it as safe as possible they're a ways away from human you know testing and all that kind of stuff human but, trials start tomorrow <laughs> not quite but uh, we could have chips in our heads soon that could help with a lot of things and, and probably be fairly useless for uh, a lot of us as well. But it's there. Well, uh, so far, he's got a pretty good track record of accomplishing his goals. So, 
Yeah, no, I'm not saying it's not going to be yeah. done. I'm just saying I-, I wonder if people will be into it, I guess. Well, it de- like you said, it depends. If you need it, yeah, then, then you'd probably be into it, and you would be uh, less uh, uh, bothered by some of the implications of having something in your brain like that. And, of course, there's a lot of people who are concerned about those sort of things. I think if you have some issues where you could use this kind of stuff to operate things like smartphones based on your thoughts, it would be really cool. I just wonder... How many people would opt in for the Fitbit in your brain chip activity? Yeah, I'm more interested in, in, the, in the studies that it has to do with uh, dementia and Alzheimer's. Um, yes. That would be, man, I mean, that's the kind of thing that as we get closer here to the uh, the uh, the walk to end Alzheimer's uh, that's coming up, you hear me talk about that more and more. That kind of research and, and those things and the things that they're starting to learn about the brain and Alzheimer's and dementia is really incredible. So that's the part I'm really intrigued by this and see how it goes. You never know. Could be some very cool things in the future with breakthroughs, babies. Here's traffic. And side effects could be telekinesis. That would be pretty cool too, right? Yeah, Kyle. Moving stuff with your brain. How about we step inside the Idaho Lottery Traffic Center? It's brought to you by Maverick Adventures First Stop. Let's see what's going on with Dylan. On the news today. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Here is what we know Americans have been doing during the pandemic. Binge watching as much as we can on television. Drinking as much as we can as alcohol sales continue to soar. And getting divorced, Big J. The U.S. legal template is a company that provides legal documents online and reports that in the last six months, 34% increase in divorce agreements since the pandemic began in March. According to their data, interest in legal separation peaked back in April, which is about 15 to 20 days after the majority of the states implemented their official quarantine protocol back in March. Uptick could coincide with mental health professionals referring to as the disillusionment phase of the phases of disaster. The Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration says this phase of cures as optimism kind of turns to discouragement and stress continues to take a toll. Negative reactions like physical exhaustion and substance use may begin to surface. It seems newlyweds took the lockdown the hardest. 20% of couples married for five months or less sought divorce in that time compared to just 11 percent in the same period in 2019 58 percent of those seeking divorces were married in the last five years a 16 percent increase since 2019 so the ones that were together the least are the ones having the difficult time staying sticking around when it comes to marriage right about now damn so if you've made it through listen you're not on the other side of the tunnel just yet but i guess congrats for getting this far and does that take away the seven-year itch like if you make it through a pandemic, is it you know? Well, it's it probably it's unfortunately physically impossible to scratch that itch right now unless you're doing something that's really yeah. Bad. But I mean, the combined time that you're together, <laughs> it may it may speed things up. I don't know, <laughs> right? I mean, like I said, it has felt like it's been a, a, at least a year or not or longer than it normally would be in this you know four month period we've had. Your results may vary. I think right is what we'll go with. Hey, Leonard Fournette's looking for a gig. The Jacksonville Jaguars cut the running back this morning. Breaking news. Three years ago, they drafted him number four overall in the draft. That same draft that saw Christian McCaffrey go four picks later, Big J. And they have decided to move on with him. Of course, he had been the talk of some trades uh, the last couple of days. Apparently, the Jaguars were listening to all offers, and nobody gave them one. So they're going to cut him loose and save themselves $4 million if somebody else picks him up. Also... 
Rest in peace to former Georgetown basketball coach John Thompson, the basketball legend that coached Georgetown to a national championship, won two championships with the Boston Celtics as a player, has passed away at the oh, age man. of 78, uh, a staple on the sidelines with his towel for the Georgetown Hoyas uh, for the 80s and 90s. If you grew up in that time watching college basketball, you're familiar with John Thompson and the work that he has done. And, of course, his legacy lives on to Georgetown with the current coach. Big J, you know who that is, don't you? No. Patrick Ewing. Oh, wow. The uh, former Hoya himself and New York Knicks legend is the coach at Georgetown. Big J, what do you do when something you love and something you hate comes together? A new species of snake has been named after Metallica vocalist James Hetfield. This is awesome. The team of scientists discovered the new species of African bush vipers on the New Guinea island. It's called the Atheris Hetfieldi. It's defined by a triangular-shaped head and strongly keeled scales, which gives it a dragon-like appearance. According to Metal Hammer magazine, quote, we think that the mysterious venomous has a, is a pretty cool-looking snake who lives in the base of a volcano in the middle of a tropical forest, and that's very relatable to heavy metal. So naming a new species after somebody like James brings more attention to much-needed biodiversity studies and field surveys, and that's really what they look forward to at this point when they try to name species. They do something that <laughs> that has some sort of pop culture element to things. It's amazing how science works to me sometimes. The more popular that you can name something after, the more eyeballs it puts on it, which gets more funding for that particular animal, yeah. which is nuts. Yeah, James Hetfield's response was, ooh, yeah. I'm sure he's very happy. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. On the Morning After with Nick and Big J. And up for grabs, we have a digital album to hook you up with from the band From Ashes to New. Their album Panic dropped on Friday. Uh, we'll also get you qualified to win an autographed drumhead from the band uh, later this week. Oh, nice. So... Hey, from Ashes, the new prize package up for grabs here. If you would like it, you need to get on the phone and play a little game called Pop Culture Smackdown. Here's our number, 208-287-1003. Hopefully by now you know how it works. Big J's got some pop culture-themed questions. Hopefully you've got an answer or two. And if that's the case, then congratulations. You're a big winner today. Let's go to the phones. Hello, the X. Good morning. Good morning. Hi, what's your name? Amber. All right, Amber. Good luck. This guy really didn't want you to break his achy, breaky heart. Oh, my goodness. Don't break my heart. My achy, breaky heart. Uh, Billy Ray Cyrus. Right. Daddy to Miley Cyrus. Thank you. Nick, what decade is the hit single (laughs) November Rain by Guns N' Roses from? Uh, What decade? Yeah. Oh, man. Are you going to get me on a technicality to come out in 2000 or something like that? I know. No, it's not a technicality. Then it's the 90s. Okay, there you go. Right. Didn't want you to be blaming me for that kind of thing. Uh, Who portrayed Rachel Green on the TV hit Friends? Aniston. Right. Uh, No. Yes. Yep. We'll we'll take it. Too late now. (laughs) Uh, Nick, what actor has been killed by an alien, a predator, and a Terminator? An alien, a predator, and a terminator. What actor? Um, hmm. How about? Oh, uh, all of a sudden his name escapes me. Uh, crap. Um, hmm. Arnold Schwarzenegger. No, no, no. Arnold survived the predator. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and he was never in an Aliens movies. Bill Paxton. Nick. Bill Paxton. Right. 
Gotcha. Very good. I was trying to think of the guy that was in. Uh, now I can. Who is the guy that was in Avatar? His name escapes me. Sam Worthington. That was it. That's who I was thinking of for a second, but I couldn't remember his last name. And it was Sam something. Congratulations, Amber. You got that from Ashes to New Download coming your way. You're also qualified for that drumhead. Hang on one second. We'll get some information from you. Make sure you're all good to go. And we will do some headlines next on the X Rocks. For headlines on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Headlines are brought to you by GoTeamMazda.com. That's the website for Team Mazda and the pre-owned Superstore. What a lucky guy you are if you buy your car at Team Mazda and the pre-owned Superstore. Everything you need right there at the website from an inventory update on the regular to a payment calculator to the Fresh Start credit button. If you've gotten some credit issues, that's a great place to get started. So check it out for yourself at GoTeamMazda.com. Headlines are as follows, Big J. Something for everyone. Keep it or bad dog. Keep it. Would you even want your phone back if this happened to it? I ask you, Big J. Sanitation workers were cleaning out a vault toilet in the Flathead National Forest in Montana, and they say they found a, quote, poop-soaked phone at the bottom of the toilet tank and were shocked to find that, hey, it still works, man. The men spotted the iPhone 11 Pro while cleaning a toilet near Holland Lake. They said they sanitized it, plugged it in, and could not believe that it still worked. They also said they weren't able to get any uh, information from the phone until they popped out the SIM card and then put it into another phone. They left a voicemail for the phone's owner, who they say was also shocked that the phone still worked well enough to get her information off of it. Sanitation workers noted in a Facebook post that the poop-soaked phone is on its way home, so she's taking it. Oof, man. I think you can keep... Well, I mean, listen. First of all, I imagine it's probably pretty expensive, right? You can get some money, credit, or something for that. Yeah. But... It's not her crappy problem. No, no, it's about to be. They did say they sanitized it and cleaned it, but still, I mean, that was swimming in a pool of fecal matter. Not just yours, other people's as well. Yeah. So, what you do with that phone, I, I burn it, maybe? No, trade it in. Nothing happens. It's like, it's like one of those cars that's been in an accident, you know? Uh, let it be somebody else's problem? Yeah. All right. Bad dog or something for everyone. Bad dog. Usually a dog chewing stuff is more annoying than anything else, but this was one pricey chew session. It seems that a curious pooch got a hold of a fiber optic cable that ran between county buildings in Mississippi and chewed it to pieces. The issue is that cable cost thousands of dollars. The cable connected a courthouse and nearby Justice Court building in Armai County and was most likely elevated but dipped into the ground by the front door of the Justice Building, so the sheriff thinks he knows which dog did it, but lacks the evidence to hold up his charge. (laughs) I know which dog did that. It's a big deal, too, because if there were enough proof, the county could seek damages against the troublemaker, which which amounts to about, oh, $17,000 out of the dog owner's pocket so that they can replace, dig up, and fix this fiber optic cable that was chewed to pieces. So, watch out. I guess, uh... Get somebody on the case and do some investigating, right? Yeah. $17,000 is a lot of money. That is quite a bit. That dog owner would never pay it anyway. We'll wrap it up with something for everyone. Uh, Video games are everywhere, and there's a video game for every taste. There's a lot of simulators out there that I don't understand. Like Flight Simulator, I get. But things like Goat Simulator and things like that, I don't understand. 
But there's another one that I don't understand. It's called Airplane Mode, Big J. It's gamed and it's billed as the only game that is the only flight simulation game where players can experience the intense excitement of being an economy class passenger on a long flight. <laughs> the game only allows the player to rifle through in-flight magazines, play Sudoku, and watch movies from the 1930s or gaze out the window. That's the game. But you can also get in-flight meals, experience turbulence, and Wi-Fi outages. <laughs> the game is going to be released on PC later this year. It offers two flights, a six-hour trip from New York to Iceland and a two-and-a-half-hour flight from New York to Nova Scotia. But that's Weird. the game. That's Weird. the simulator. Wi-Fi goes out, playing Sudoku, and looking out the window. Uh, I'm curious as to the sound effects and if they can get that right. Being in a plane, that hum that's there the whole time. Maybe. Can't be that hard. The right. ding from the seatbelt. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Those are your headlines. You are up to date on everything. <laughs> Down Atlas Falls here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X Rocks. And Big J, people love their accents, don't they? Oh, yeah. You know, and especially we don't really consider our American accents that often but uh this particular travel survey does and so they took a a, a poll to see where the sexiest accents are and where the least sexiest are all right so where do you want to start uh let's start with the sexiest all right the sexiest uh and (laughs) i don't know about this i mean you could probably tell me how you feel about it but number five is chicago yeah, I don't think as somebody that has and been around a Midwestern accent for most of my life, I don't find it very sexy. At yeah, all. yeah. I mean, it's uh, especially from Chicago. You would hate it. Well, um, yeah, I mean, it's hard to tell. Yeah, the Chicago's got a particular drawl to it, but uh, I don't find it particularly off-putting. But it's not like, oh, damn. There I, she is talking I about think sausage. Of, I think of Inc., uh, Dan Aykroyd in Tommy Boy <laughs> yeah. when I think of those ac- that accent in that particular. Works. Yeah. Uh, number four is Alabama. All right, the Southern Belle yeah, kind that's of thing. Yeah, that's a deep, that's a deep Southern one right there. Number three is Boston. Okay, as sexy. <laughs> yeah, I guess. All right, it's sh- certainly out there. Number two is New York. All right. Number one. Where do you think the number one sexiest <sighs> accent is? Sexy. Uh, I don't. I mean, maybe somewhere down south. Yep, Texas. Uh, Texas, okay. I don't know if I could tell the difference between a Texas and Alabama accent if I was... Giving... I Yeah, you're right. It would be... I think Texas is probably a little more subtle and not as, as drawn out. It all just kind of sounds southern to me, and I guess that's grouping mm-hmm. it all together, mm-hmm. but I, it's all that kind of drawl. Here are the five least sexy accents, Nick. I'm ready. Uh, number five, Pittsburgh. Yeah. Um, number four, Minnesota. Okay. You know? Yeah, the long I O's. Mean, and then think Fargo. I mean, that... <laughs> That isn't sexy at all. Uh, number three, and I don't even know that this is an accent. I didn't know. I mean, Florida? I don't know what a Florida accent was. Again, yeah. I, I, an they old person, they, right? Yeah, I suppose. That's it. Yay. Somebody talking real dumb. Uh, number two, and these are sort of, number two, number one are related. So, uh, number two is Long Island, New York. As sexy? No, no, as least sexy. Okay, good. We already covered sexy. Sexy was Boston. And see, New York came into number two at sexiest accent, but but Long Island, New York in particular, is the worst. Okay. Number one, 
least that has sexiest accent comes from New Jersey. Again, like the New Jersey, New York, Long Island thing. It all aren't sounds they, the same, right? I, there's got to be some regional intricacies to all this kind of thing. Like, I guess technically Wisconsin has a different accent than Minnesota, but it all has the long O kind of yeah, a thing. you got to be some sort of, you know, expert right. in enunciation to, to tell the difference. Yeah, I'm not sure if anybody, like if somebody came up to you and was like, hey, how you doing? You'd be like, are you from Long Island? You must be from Jersey. What? I don't know. Yeah, and I don't even know if we here in Idaho kind of have an accent. I mean, I've heard people say that before, but... Yeah, everybody's got its own kind of regional twang to it, but I don't know if there's anything pure and, like, identifiable about it. Yeah, it doesn't come up at all in this particular... uh, Sounds like we win. Yeah, Yeah, we do. We won. There you go. We're the most sexy. That's the way it works. (laughs) Morning After with Nick and Big J. Some bad impressions are next on the x Rocks. Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X. Hey, and we got some free swag to give you. We'll hook you up with a free shirt for the band Core, Nick. Yeah, it was nice of them to send us some shirts. Yeah, yeah, appreciated it. So if you want to increase your wardrobe, walk around town with a Corn t-shirt courtesy of The X, we're happy to hook you up with that. All you have to do is get on the phone and play a little game called Bad Impressions. Here's our phone number, 208-287-1003. Bad impressions works like this. Big J has prepared three clues. They all revolve around somebody pretty famous. Figure out who that famous person is in those three clues or less. All of a sudden, you got a brand new T-shirt. Walking around, putting it through the washer, drying it on occasion, and looking good. Aging it up. Hello, the X. Hello, how are you? Good morning, man. We're doing pretty good. How are you? I'm doing great. All right, what's your name? My name's Aaron. All right, Aaron, you're up first. Good luck. Hey, yo, Polly. Uh, I'm going to say Rocky. Yeah. Were you taking or are you looking for the actual name? Or Sorry, the, that? What's the actor's name? Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, Aaron, good job. Congratulations. Hang on one second. Did you have other clues? I talk like what a punching bag might sound like. What happened? You used to do really good. Hey, yo, Adrian. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> it's because I added more than one, two or three words. That's why. I see. Uh, why is Sylvester Stallone in the news? Hey, surprise. We're getting a director's cut, Nick. Uh, of uh, For the 35th anniversary of Rocky IV. Just what we needed. Which is hitting uh, November 27th. So MGM, uh, Sylvester Stallone went on uh, and was talking about this yesterday about how he was appreciative of MGM, gave him the opportunity to do this. And then, uh, but here's the surprise shocker, Nick. Uh, in doing the director's cut, he's cut out Polly's robot. That's a shame. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's it's hilarious because it's so weird and it out is of place. We- it doesn't make any sense why it's there. It doesn't need to be there. It's it, it's never referenced again. It, it's really weird. Here's what here's what Stallone says. Yeah, the the robot is going to the junkyard forever. Now, no more robot. Here's the thing though. Like he. He had. It sounded like he had the final cut back in the day, and he could have taken it out if he wanted. Yeah. Nobody was making him it, put I in. I think it's because it didn't age well. You know, <laughs> I mean, listen, they thought probably, hey, this is going to be the way it is, the future, and then it didn't pan out that way. Has he given any hints as to what is going to be in the movie that he, wasn't? He did not offer any other right. details. Is it enough to get you into checking it yeah. out? Yeah. All right. I mean, Rocky Four is probably is great. It's a great Rocky. It's a fantastic film. 
It's a fantastic. It's given us lines like, if he dies, he dies. And I must break him and all sorts yeah. of stuff. I mean, hopefully there's more. There, there's the extending training montages. Uh, we get to see more of Dolph Great. Lundgren I mean, that training montage machine. was great. And he runs up to the top of the mountain and screams Drago. Sure. And even we I all felt like we could beat up Drago. So I guess we're getting a director's cut. What that means, we're not sure. We know what's not in it. I wonder if anything will be added to it. What if it's just the movie without the robot? <laughs> that that three second scene Great is cut, cut, and that's it. I mean, it was a cup. It was a weird, you know. And Polly was like in love with the robot. <laughs> so dumb. Morning after with Nick and Big J. We will wrap up the show here next on the X Rock. Wrapping up the show with some seven dust. That's the day I tried to live here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Found out Big J got some furniture delivered to him over the weekend. That was nice. He got to play some Xbox for the first time in three months, he says. No, no, three weeks. Three weeks. Three or four weeks. Seems like three months probably, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. For as much as you play. And on top of that, we also had a chance to give away some stuff today, including a cool little digital download of From Ashes To Do, which more of that will come throughout the week for a chance to win the autographed drumhead as well as some corn stuff over the course of the show this week as well. Reminder that coming back, this time it's personal on Friday, another Half Price Friday at xrock.com. This one with the uh, Bonefish Grill. Oh, man! It's awesome. Those things always go quick, so you might want to head over to xrock.com 9 o'clock on Friday for you to grab a Half Price Friday deal from the Bonefish Grill in downtown Boise, which is a great place to grab yourself some grub. That leaves you with the floor, Big J. Uh, yeah, here in the next uh, coming weeks, you'll hear more about uh, from me talking about the walk to end Alzheimer's. There will be a walk this year, um, and but it's going to be different. It's going to be a walk anywhere kind of uh, thing, and uh, because of social distancing, we'll have an opening and closing ceremony that I believe myself and, and uh, Tim over there uh, on our sister station, the River, going to be hosting uh, there at Kleiner Park. But um, uh, a chance for you to join my team, start your own team. Team, raise some money, and hopefully uh, there's some breakthroughs happening right now in uh, research for Alzheimer's, and uh, we want to keep that coming uh, hard and fast, so uh, we'll, you'll hear me talking more about that in the coming weeks. Very good. Good things to come with that uh, as we get a little bit closer to the end of the year. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We will see you tomorrow. Jason Drew is up next. It's the X-Rox.